Now you can't keep these expectations up like, yep, I'm going to go to the gym for, or for example, yep, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning, do my day of work, come home, cook dinner, then do an hour worth of work. You know, you've just got to be flexible with that day. You can't make the gym. You might need in the morning, you know, don't beat yourself up on it. Take each day as it comes, especially when you're owning a small business because you don't know what's going to come up. Like Erica and I have had days where we've both, probably haven't done anything that night for the business but then we've also had nights where we're packing orders all night and you know we're staying up really late everything has to be shuffled around so I think it's really important that you're just flexible and obviously set yourself goals and expectations but if they have to be moved around don't beat yourself up over it because I've done that I think we've both done that before Mm, yeah and you just burn out Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, balancers, and welcome back to another episode of The Balance Theory podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, a very warm welcome to you. I just want to start off this episode by extending some special love to all my fellow Sydney siders who are in lockdown with me right now. I know we've largely had it quite good over the last year or so, but that does not make these times any easier. So be gentle on yourself, be kind, and just know we're all in it together. If you do need to have a chat or really struggling with your balance at this time, obviously there are so many professionals out there, but if you do want to have a chat, feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram and I'm more than happy to say hey and get to know you. That being said, we are on to our last double episode of the birthday month. As I've said, I've had so much fun putting this month together, all the giveaways, the meditations, double episodes, being able to Q&A those nearest and dearest to me. And today is my last opportunity to share someone that's very, very close to my heart. I've got my best friend, Simone, who's also my business partner with ES Fit. And before I dive in and introduce her, as well as a little bit about what you can expect from today's episode, I do want to share that we filmed this one over the weekend, so on Saturday, And not only was that her first day on the podcast, but she actually got engaged as well, which is so exciting. So a massive congratulations to Adam and Simone. I'm so pumped to be on this journey with you guys and bring on the wedding. So a big week of firsts for you, Simone, (laughs) but you killed it in today's chat. I absolutely loved everything we spoke about. So we start off really just talking about how it works, our business. How do we work as best friends, being so close together? And whether you're someone who has a business or not, really, I think this conversation is relevant to anybody who works closely with anyone they love or are friends with. And it doesn't have to be in a professional capacity. It could just be in your own personal space. If you're working on anything together as, as a team or really in any capacity, I think you'll find this conversation quite useful. And it was kind of nice for us to reflect on why our partnership works so well. So the few points and tips in there, if that is something you're considering. We also talk about how we balance our full-time jobs with ESFit, which is our side hustle. And there's no shiny rainbows and stickers on that. So we're very honest about the challenges that come with that. But I think it's an important conversation to have because you often just see people's highlights real and you don't get to hear about the tired hours and the disagreements and all those things that come into it. So we're pretty open about that. We talk about why you need to bring this element of flexibility, not only in your life, but into your business. So this won't be news to any of you who have tuned into, especially the most recent episodes, having an element of flexibility, especially when it comes to your expectations, your ideas of balance, 
your ongoing notions of how life should be. All those sorts of things are not so far removed when you're thinking about your business as well. So we talk about how that's such an important part of what we do. We offer a couple tips on how to get started. So that's with anything, really. You can apply it to business if you feel you're in that place in your life right now. But it could just be getting started on a personal goal, reading a certain amount of books or starting a new hobby. Anything at all, you can definitely take away some points from that. We also go into the reason why you absolutely can't know everything before you start and why you just need to know enough to get you going. And the last thing is we actually are very raw and open about a recent quote failure that we've had but the absolute blessings of lessons and teachings it has given us. That was a bit of a wild roller coaster story. Personally, for me, I took on the stress of it a lot more than Simone. She's pretty, pretty good being a little bit more neutral when things happen that are a bit far to the left, but we do share that recent episode. So I hope you enjoy that story and also learn a thing or two out of our learnings and just get to know us a little bit deeper. And so without further ado, it's my absolute honor to be introducing my bestie, Simone, and stay tuned for the end. If you have been following ESFit, if you do like our products, if you do want to check out a little bit more and go deeper with our story, we are offering a special discount for all listeners today. That one will be revealed right at the end. Take a screenshot, let us know what your biggest takeaway was, and you can check us out a little bit more at ESFit double underscore linked in the show notes below. Let's dive straight in. Can't wait to hear all of your thoughts. All right, in light of continuing to share all the close and wonderful people in my life, the last one for the month is my best friend who's also my business partner, the S to my E, (laughs) the beautiful Simone. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very nervous and excited. <laughs> yes, I had to bribe her to come on. No, I'm kidding. It's um, Bribe with an almond croissant. Yes. It worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone needs uh, the way to your heart, and I'm sure a lot of people listening would love to know the way to your heart. That's it. <laughs> Pastries and almond cappuccinos. Yep. Always down for those. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it'd be cool to get you on because I know a lot of the listeners really love the episodes um, with small business owners or just people who run business in general. Obviously, for a little bit of context, um, if you don't already know from the title, Simone is my business partner for ES Fit, which is both of our side hustles. And um, we always kind of get asked, you know, how do you guys work full time and do your business? And full disclaimer, it's bloody not easy. Um, But I guess today we just want to get into our experience doing that, our experience working as best friends, you know, how we maintain our relationship, like sort of the ongoing challenges. And yeah, just give you guys a little bit of context into that. So I might let you share with everyone our story, how this all came to be. Happy coincidence. (laughs) Yep. All right. So Erica and I both share a love for fitness and health and all those aspects of life I guess we were we started working out together and doing f45 and joining that side of training back in the day and we thought we had a lot of friends asking us like oh what do you guys do and you know how do you still how do you remain fit and we thought it'd be a good idea just to do our PTs for fun like it was yeah. not not that we thought it was going to like, go, anywhere. go anywhere but we just thought let alone a business yeah we just both had a general interest in learning more about it and we knew at that time we knew it wasn't going to be like a full-time thing but we thought it was not going to be a full-time thing so we both sort of started that going and then we started a local boot camp with some of our close family and friends and we did that on Saturdays for about a year 
mind you, I think like we just wanted to do the boot camps, like, and we just thought to legally do this, we need the qualification. So let's yeah. just do the course just to get qualified. It wasn't like we're like, oh, we'd want to be PTs. I think we just wanted to run group sessions at that time. Yeah. And we made a lot of connections and new friendships along the way, which was really, really good. We met so many people and a lot of our fr- friends and family were really, really supportive. Yeah, very supportive. Which was like, just helped out so much. And then during COVID last year, we thought, how can we still maintain this friend? uh, The group. The group. Yeah. Yeah. How can we still maintain this group, but obviously online? So we started posting workouts. It wasn't like videoed or anything. It was just like posts. And we just gained so much interest. We gained followers. People were saving our posts. And we were just like, wow, like people are interested in our stuff. Like it was just, it was really exciting for us. And then we sort of thought, you know, we really love working together. So how can we, how can we move? Transform Yeah. How can we like change it up? So then we thought. What do we, what do we think about? I think we, like, yeah, in light yeah, of COVID, so many ideas, like we were going to oh. do programs. Oh yeah, we're going to do a workout guide. Yeah, we thought about doing, we even, we even literally contacted someone to do an app. Like we oh, were yeah. thinking of so many ideas. We just, and, and then, then they were, were like a hundred grand minimum. We're like, um, okay. Maybe later down the track. <laughs> but I think for us, like the key thing in all of that, like, cause we had so many ideas, obviously not all of them came to fruition, but it was like. We had so much energy and we were bouncing off each other and we were having so much fun with it that yeah. it just ended up coming into something. And I think it was actually you who sort of put planted the seed for like the e-commerce side. Yeah, because, yeah, I can say I'm, I love online shopping. She's a well-versed online yeah. shopper. I do. I, I can't say I don't hate it. I don't love it. <laughs> I definitely do. Yeah, I think then we sort of thought about activewear and we explored that option for a little while and then still like it was just wasn't within our reach. Then we thought of accessories and we came up with this uh, sweat towel and we had all these ideas and still you know, do. What, yeah, we still do. Like, what, and it, yeah. And then our business just blossomed from there. Yeah, there were definitely about like 85 steps in between. Yeah, so <laughs> but it definitely wasn't easy. Yeah, but I think the thing was like we felt like there was a gap in the market with yeah. quality uh, fitness accessories that actually looked really good. So yeah. there were all these like ankle weights and bands, but they were always like really ugly colors. Like no offense to anyone listening who might have those. But like <laughs> we just, you know, Simone and I are pretty like particular with how we present ourselves. And we just thought like there yeah. wasn't an accessory line that really fit our vibe, that fit yeah. You know, you spend all this money on your active wear. And on top of that, it was mid-COVID. And so hygiene was also another big thing, which yeah, the crux or the, or the essence of our sweat towel was like full-size, uh, lightweight, you can rewash it, all these things. So like, I think the combination of like our interests within yeah. the passion, uh, within the fitness industry, and then like our passion for like quality and like a luxe vibe blended with the timing of COVID was just like the perfect combo. Yeah. And then it was like literally, okay, what do we want to do? We want to launch an online store. How do we go about it from there? And, you know, step by <laughs> that step. That was another challenge in itself. <laughs> oh, yeah, crazy. But I think before we sort of dive into, I mean, I've got a few questions that I've pulled from audience requests. So we're going to dive into those sort of um, one by one. But I think at this point we can sort of start by saying like, how does one work with their best friend? Like, and this can obviously be taken as a, com- a conversation. Like, how do you work with a sibling or anyone really close mm. to you? Because I feel like when you have that close personal relationship, 
it's actually not that easy. Like it's amazing in so many ways, but it's also very difficult in a lot of other ways. So I think we wanted to share just some tips on how we kind of keep ourselves in check and, and continue to make our friendship work. Cause it's been what a 10 year yeah. process. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want it to tear down over like a disagreement over a shipping label. <laughs> The color of a sweat towel. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, God, don't get started on that. <laughs> but yeah, I think Simone can start with maybe a tip on working with a bestie, anyone close to you. Yeah, I think that you just, I think it comes down to your personality, but you, I think you have to be transparent. You can't hold back. You're feeling a certain way. You've just got to say it. And don't think about, like, you obviously have to think about if you're going to hurt that person's feelings. But the longer you leave it, the more you're going to think about it. And the person, it's still, it's just going to, Um, hurt the relationship so I think you know if you don't like something or something's bothering you you've got to bring it up talk about it straight away get it solved and more than half of the time the other person doesn't even realize that it's impacting you or you know they're hurting like they've hurt your feelings or whatever whatever it is so yeah I think that'd be my number one most important thing just say how you feel talk about it and get it over and done with even though it could be an awkward conversation and we've had many awkward but you know it's only awkward if you make it awkward (laughs) that's right and and this like isn't obviously limited to business like I think in general in any relationship like to really nurture that balance between keeping your relationship but also like protecting yourself and the other person's interests like that communication has to be so strong and I think but our friendship's always been like that. Like Simone's that kind of friend where if I want blunt advice, like I'm going to her, like I'll send her a photo from trying on a dress and she'll be like, that's ugly, like straight up. <laughs> not, and I'm like the kind of person I'm like, oh, like it's nice, but maybe we can find something else. Whereas Simone will be like straight up, like, no, <laughs> like, no, you are not wearing that out. <laughs> and like, you appreciate that. But if you do want a sugarcoated answer, don't go to Simone. But I think that's a great quality and something she brings to the table. She's brought out of me as well like I don't dance around things now if I don't like something we just we're very upfront with each other yeah um and I think off the back of that what we've implemented is we regularly check in like yes can you give me feedback and sometimes it's like you've got nothing to say and that's fine but it gives um like we give each other the space to like bring things up because sometimes like even you will even though you're quite um on the forefront of bringing up things that you're not happy with shall we say Mm. sometimes you still kind of think over things and like how you're going to bring it up so I I feel like by regularly checking in like whether you do this with a friendship or relationship or whatever like whether you stand and go okay every three months we're going to have a check-in meeting or whatever talk about what we're really happy with what we've done what we're not so happy with what we want to improve and give each other feedback too which has been useful I think yeah it's been and I think it's also really improved our I don't know if that's the right word, but improved yeah. our friendship. Absolutely. It's helped us balance, build, yeah, the... balance and build, build a business. Yeah. I think my tip would be, and to be honest, this is something we probably need to do straight after this podcast. Like we've <laughs> sort of done it in pieces, but I think in hindsight, it's something you should do early on. And that is like really sit down, nut out each other's strengths and weaknesses. And within that, identify clear roles for one another. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And that was something you said a long time ago. And look, I know with like small businesses, it's hard because everyone does everything at the start. Yeah. But I think like it's pretty obvious what someone's strengths are and what someone's weaknesses are. And like, I think if you can be like critical enough about yourself and about the other person, like you can both agree on those things too. Yeah. And 
like I think we've done that part. I think pretty early on we were able to say like, okay, these are my strengths, these are your strengths and break up tasks like that. But then because we both work full time, the challenge was then how do we keep those roles so clearly identified? Yeah. Which is not always, as I said, not always easy when like you've got a crazy week at work and I just sort of do everything and then vice versa. Yeah. Um, but that's something I would suggest, especially if this is like you're going to be your full-time thing, like absolutely do that because you don't want to be in a position. And I mean, I know I've sort of not willingly, but I've kind of done this to you where I've just taken over and then I feel like I've made you feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah. And that's because we haven't sort of identified things. And also I feel like I have a tendency to be more of a micromanager and that's a weakness of mine (laughs) and something we know. (laughs) So like, you know, identifying that early on, I think can save a lot of conflict in ways. So that would be sort of my tip as well. And then I think you said you had one more you wanted to mention. So my next tip would be to continuously reevaluate your goals. Um, I found in the past where Erica and I have set up a goal and we've just completely gone off track. Like Within, our execution ideas have been like completely different. Yeah. So it's while it's, it's good to have goals, but, you know, you still need to regularly check in with each other and see how you're both going with that goal and check that you're both going still to, yeah, still want that goal and still aiming for the end goal because, yeah, sometimes where you can just... Things change. Yeah, things change or... You know, you you might be really invested in that goal where your partner might not be, and then your know, effort levels. Yeah, yeah, the effort levels and... different, and then it just it can it can result in conflict. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, just something to yeah, just regularly check in with each other. And I think that comes back to the first point we mentioned about communication. But this one I like specifically because, and like you guys would have all heard in the Monday news I did a few weeks ago, like I actually said to regularly check in with your personal goals. So this is really the same point Mm. because things change, you know, like external things outside of your control, like COVID um, restrictions, all these things happen that may change the way you relate to a goal or the importance it has in the scheme of your life. So if you're working in like a duo type team, like if, if you have to bounce off someone else or you're building something together, very, very important as well, because like your personal things may impact your business decisions. So yeah. if Simone's, you know, personal goals change and that means she just wants to make a lot of money and sell the business, that's going to impact every single decision she makes. Whereas if I'm thinking I want to keep these for 10, 20 years and really build it up, that's going to change the way I make decisions. So Checking in not only on like project-based things that have like end goals, like, okay, this campaign's to do this or, you know, like checking in on the bigger goals too, I think is also a really important one. So I love that one too. I think um, one thing that a lot of people asked is balancing full-time work with business, with personal life, et cetera, et cetera. So Simone is a primary school teacher, which obviously is very demanding on her time physically. I cannot contact her throughout the day, which is <laughs> crisis when we have like things that are due, but it's fine. I don't work. I don't work during work hours. So, <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so why don't you let us know how you kind of balance everything? Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> Honestly, it depends on the week. You know, you've really got to think about what you've got on that week. You know, you can't keep these expectations up like, yep, I'm going to go to the gym for, or for example, yep, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning, do my day of work, come home, cook dinner, then do an hour worth of work. You know, you've just got to be flexible with that day. 
you know, if you can't make the gym, you might need in the morning, you know, don't beat yourself up on it. Take each day as it comes, especially when you're owning a small business because you don't know what's going to come up. Like Erica and I have had days where we've both probably haven't done anything that night for the business. But then we've also had nights where we're packing orders all night and, you know, we're staying up really late and then it compromise, it, you know, it, everything has to be shuffled around. So I think it's really important that you're just flexible and obviously set yourself goals and expectations but if they have to be moved around don't beat yourself up over it because i've done that i think we've both done that before Mm, yeah and you just burn out like it just doesn't work it just doesn't work out in the end absolutely obviously i'm just speaking from personal experience but yeah i think that you just have to be flexible and just take it as it comes because yeah with a small business honestly you don't know what's going to be thrown at you and Like, I love this point. I was actually going to say exactly the same thing. And everything we talk about when it comes to balance is about being flexible with your balance and like appreciating that that definition of balance will chop and change. And so in and amongst that is being flexible with your routine and being gentle on yourself when you don't meet whatever your daily routine perfection idea is. Because honestly, the things that have come up for us, there is no textbook There is no (laughs) amount of prep. There is nothing we could have done to like have anticipated the situation. Like to prepare or like, and it's been like an amazing learning experience. Incredible. But in saying that you do have to be. (laughs) We're just looking at each other laughing because there's just been so many things. (laughs) I don't even know which example to give. Like, I don't even know if it's worth it. But honestly, the point is like, you just can't anticipate things. And so you have to be open. I think it really helps that there's two of us as well. Oh, for sure. Because we can... I definitely could not have done this by myself. Honestly, the amount of times and I'll be... I, And if you have, if you're doing this by yourself, you're Good amazing. on you. Yeah, yeah like... you are amazing. Amazing. And if you don't have a business, like that doesn't even matter because you are going to be balancing so many aspects of your life. And so yeah. this, like, this is just where we're putting our energy, but you might be putting your energy into nurturing a child. You might yeah. be, you know, like you might be a, a new parent or you might have some hobbies you're nurturing or you're helping out a friend, you know, like whatever it is, like this is just our sort of baby on the side, but yeah. whatever you're balancing, definitely bring that element of flexibility in. But I was just going to say the amount of times I've, had like a meltdown about something and I've called you and you're like, it's literally fine. And I think it's like the end of the world. It's quite amazing when you like take a step back and just think, okay, there is a solution to everything Yeah, (laughs) and being flexible. So that, that happens to me when I have like a strict expectation, you know, we said we were going to get this out on this date, this launch was meant to go live. And then our packaging is the wrong size. And the suppliers (laughs) sent us a different box to what we ordered. And therefore our labels don't fit. Like so many things have happened and you just have to deal with it last minute. But yeah, being flexible. And I think that's not only with your routine to make time to work on it, yeah, but with your expectations of how things are going to pan out yeah is a big one so that's honestly the biggest tip i'd give to balancing too yeah i just wanted to add on i forgot to talk about social life as well oh yeah and (laughs) which is like a very important part of both erica and i uh, both our lives so i think you know owning a small business working full-time you can't give up your social life it is so important to catch up with all your girlfriends spend time with your partner if you have one or go out on dates whatever you want to do it's just spend time with your family it's honestly non-negotiable yeah you know you know if you have to say okay i just need to stop working for tonight i'm just gonna watch a movie 
with my family or with my partner or any of that. You just need to do it. Things will get done. Yeah. You know, don't not go to birthday. Like, not don't go not meet up with your friends because obviously if there's an emergency situation, completely different scenario, but... Yeah. As a repeated choice. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just so important to maintain that social aspect. Yeah, and Simone's actually been good to kind of keep me accountable because the amount of nights I'll be like 8 p.m. and you're like, it just you're doesn't, need to, get, it doesn't yeah. need to get done today. And I'm like, no, it does. Like I get back to emails quickly Like, and you're like, you don't. Like people don't expect – you, set, you yeah. set the expectation of what people expect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you start replying out of business hours straight away on the day, like that's what people expect. So you need to really think about where you're putting your energy and what expectation that's giving people. Yeah. And half the time people don't actually care. <laughs> yeah. That's just like, honestly, what you got to think. Like people aren't as invested in your life as you are. Yeah. But back to your social point. Um, one more thing I would add before we go on to the next point is like we have actually, we genuinely have found it challenging to separate business from our friendship only <laughs> because, only because it's something we're actually passionate about. So it's not like we've just picked up something random and gone, okay, let's just try and make some money here because we're genuinely passionate about it. Every gym we go to, we're thinking, oh, could we chat to them about partnering in some way? Or every, when we mm. go shopping, we're thinking about if our products will look nice in the store. Like honestly, yeah, it's a, or packaging or that looks really, it's a really nice color or it's yeah, anything like that. It's very hard to switch it off, but I think you have to make a conscious effort. And that's obviously like, in, like genuinely things are going to come up and we're just going to talk yeah. about it but, but we we do we make time we're like okay no es fit talk yeah. today or let's just go to dinner and no business talk and yeah. even like we're out to dinner and something comes up <laughs> and we're like no like we can't talk we just got to talk about our own lives for once yeah and- just be accountable to one another for it because it's not that i will admit openly it hasn't been easy to separate no, um, because things just come up and you just want to, because it's almost like owning a business is like having a baby. It's I exciting. Think, not that I've had a baby, but <laughs> I feel like it would be something similar. Like it's just very exciting. Um, the same type, similar emotions, I think. Yeah. That's what I want to get across. Shared business baby. Yeah. But yes, the tip there is try and keep your friendship or whatever it is, if your siblings or if it's with your partner or any other friend, just try and make time where you don't do work or you don't talk about the business because i think that's where also people go like they forget about that part and then the friendship is lost like it can it can get can can get lost and Mm. that's when problems arise yeah you've got to think like the friendship kind of was your building block to the business and so you have to honor that and make sure that that foundation stays strong if not everything the business is built upon is going to fall yeah do you know what i mean that is the foundation yeah. So, yeah, that's another really good um, way to look at it as well. The other thing I wanted to talk about is tips for getting started. So this doesn't have to be like if you're listening and you have no interest in starting a business, this doesn't have to relate to a business venture. But I think the tips that we're going to talk about will help in general. If you want to start a new exercise program, if you want to, I don't know, try a new hobby or anything, if you just want to get started, if there's something you've been thinking about mulling over and you just don't know, um, you know, like where to get started. I think these tips you'll find quite useful. So Simone, you can start. (laughs) Yep. So my number one tip would be thinking about something that you're interested in. So you want to be, you want to be building a business on something that you're genuinely passionate about. You don't want to just, you know, 
if you're doing it just for the money, I think that obviously everyone wants money, but you know, if you're just doing it just for the money, yes, you can make money, but I think it's not going to be sustainable. Yeah. It's not going to be sustainable. Whereas if you think about something that you're genuinely interested in, genuinely passionate about, it's definitely going to help you in even just in making decisions in just building up what you actually want to get across to the world and also thinking about something that you're familiar with as well I think that can also drive a lot of fuel to adding to like your thoughts and your ideas and your passion so yeah yeah that's what that really comes down to like your why I think like once you have a passion for something then your why becomes very clear because you're passionate about it and the only thing I would highlight in in and amongst that great tip is like things are not easy things will get hard you will have to make decisions where you compromise on things that you want and there are things that you cannot anticipate and so if your why is just money it's not going to be enough for those emotional roller coasters you're yeah. like money is neutral it doesn't account for happy sad angry all those things like so if if that's your why it's going to be really hard when things get really hard yeah. Do you know what I mean? When, when you don't have any orders, when your business isn't making what you thought it was going to make. But if you have your why as, as your passion, as you know, like for us, it's we want to help people yeah. feel inspired and empowered to just train in their bodies, in, in, in the comfort of their own space, wherever that looks like, you know, whether it's their gym at home, whatever it is. We, we've created products and I guess like a community and workouts to give people the, the power to sort of do it on their own terms and feel strong about it. And so when we don't make orders, we don't care. Like obviously yeah. it helps that we've got full-time jobs. And so for us, the financial side is not as big of a stress, which also is a massive positive and something we're both grateful for. But when times get tough, we're just grateful that we still have a community where we're empowering people, like whether we're making sales or not, we're still you know, building a platform that women can share on mm. type thing. So I do love that point. I think it's really, really important when you're starting out, even if it is just to like build up a business and sell it. It's like, yeah. why are you doing that? Are you doing that because you want more financial freedom? Are you doing that because you want to provide for your family? There's still a why that can be yeah. meaningful you that need, will get you through yeah, you, the tough times. You, you need a purpose for doing it, especially if it is a side business. You need a purpose because... You won't spend the hours Yeah, you on won't it. spend the hours and the long nights on working on it if... Absolutely. You don't, yeah, you don't have a purpose or you don't have a genuine drive or passion. Absolutely. I think my biggest tip to get started is you need to know that you cannot know everything before you start. So obviously I sort of said this before. There are things that come up that only come up in the process of doing. And it's not stuff you can read about. It's not stuff that's in textbooks. It's honestly just ad hoc subject to your customer base subject to your suppliers like you can't prepare for when a supplier sends you the wrong size and you've already ordered packaging to fit the original (laughs) size like you know it's just a breakdown of communication it's something now we need to triple check before we order we've now learned and luckily when it's been a smaller order rather than when it's been a massive order and so my only thing is if you're procrastinating because you feel like you don't have all the answers or you don't have enough information you need to get that out of your head you only need enough information to get you started and then the learning is in the doing yeah and mind you neither of us have any experience in business we both did not study this at university Mm. um really anyone can get started with a business if it's something that you're thinking about 
and you just need that kick in the butt, like just, just go. It. Honestly, just do it. And even if it is just sitting down and thinking about names and logos and um, starting the Instagram, yeah, page. starting the Instagram page, looking at starting a Pinterest board with inspiration that that is how you get started yeah. it's not you know reading endless amounts Business of textbooks yeah, and... or tips because i can tell you now i ha- did not listen to a single podcast on business did not read any business books and we're doing all right we're doing yeah we're doing all right <laughs> but i think i think for us as well like we're very open to leveraging off our circle so we've been able, we've been so blessed that we've been able to network with brands like nimble activewear yeah and there's a few more in the works which you can't actually disclose right now but it's very <laughs> exciting for us and yes you know we have so no exciting. shame in in you know reaching out where we need a hand or just asking for advice even just like people in our personal circles like you can't have this ego that you've started a business so you should know everything because you just don't and anyone who's started a business before understands that and people have been so supportive yeah and also you have to remember if people don't reply to you it's, oh, it's <laughs> erica honestly hates it but like, i get so I, upset i reply to everyone honestly i <laughs> I am someone that does not reply all the time. She doesn't reply to me, so don't get upset if you don't get a response. (laughs) It's, I think that people just get so caught up in their own lives, they just forget. Well, that's that's what I think. So you're excused? Yeah, I'm I'm excused. (laughs) Um, No, but it is a good tip. It's, yeah, like just, uh, you know, we've reached out to so many businesses and, you know, we've had people with thousands of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers you know, re- respond to us. And we've also had people with, you know, a thousand followers haven't, haven't respond to us. So just, you know, you can't take it personally. Yeah. Take it personally. And also don't limit yourself. Like if you, you've got to throw yourself out there and yeah. amazing things happen. Yeah. Honestly, you don't know. You don't know what could be coming your way. That's right. I think just before we move on to the next point, I think we should just talk about like some practical things like I'm just going to go a little bit specific here. So feel free to skip over if you're not really interested in like e-commerce setup. But I think just to give like a very basic outline of just some quick things people should consider. I think the first thing would be, like you said, business name, yeah. Instagram and Pinterest. So you get a feel for what your store or brand would look like. Yeah. And if your business ends up having a double underscore at the end, <laughs> don't let it get to you because... Oh my God. When we started... <laughs> Firstly, the name took forever and then it was taken on Instagram. Yeah. And we could only get it with a double underscore. Yeah. Honestly, don't let it get to you. If you look at some of the big, obviously some of the biggest brands in the world have their name, but so many businesses have underscores and dots and you just don't, don't get stuck there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a name and you need to add an underscore, just don't, just don't. Yeah. Because there's so much more to consider than that. Yeah. Um, But then like, you know, if it comes to if it's a store or anything, if even if it's like a podcast, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, like you need to think, okay, it's online, so where am I hosting this website? Where does this come from? And there's heaps of platforms like Shopify. I'm sure you can do one through Amazon. Yeah, you know, you've just got to Google is the most incredible tool we have in this generation. You can just Google anything, and the answers are there. Like yeah. you just have to take the time to research. And I think the easiest thing to do is just write down questions you have. Where do I run my store? How do I sort out shipping? How do I get products? Where do I get products from? Whatever it is that are your questions, write them down, have five questions ready to go, research. That's, I think, the big, where you got to spend yeah. a lot of your energy. 
researching and then you'll get answers on Google. And if yeah. not, just reach out to other companies. If, if you feel like, you know, you want a hand or you want some advice, like most people are really generous with their time. Yeah. And also looking up, depending on what, what your business is going to be, looking up some competitors and seeing what they've got to offer and pulling out, you know, your favorite bits that, like for example, if you're looking at their website, looking at your their favorite bits or your least favorite bits and thinking about what you want to include and what you want to offer. And also, how are you different? You need to yes. think about how are you different? Why is someone going to purchase or um, yeah, purchase from you? Or use your service over someone else's. Yeah, because we obviously live in a world where sustainability is like becoming more and more important. And you don't just want to put more things out into the world just for the sake of it. Like we don't need mm. the extra product. We don't need the extra waste. So how are you going to be different? But I like that point about... And it's not to say go and critique everyone you're competing against. Because there are some incredible brands. Like even brands in our space, we yeah. love them. They're doing amazing things and they sell the same things as us. But... It's a, it's a process like what we were speaking about on the episode with Sonia, my sister, which if you haven't listened and you like this point, you should definitely go back and listen. But it's a process of reflection, like in identifying what you don't like or your bad experiences, you remember or it tells you something about what you do like. And then you can translate that into your own consumer experience. Like there's no point thinking about campaigns you're going to run or Instagram collaborations or anything like that until you have the fundamentals, which is like, how do you get your products to you? How do you get your products to your consumer? Um, Stuff like that, like the really basic things. So if you have a list of things and something on there is like end result, well, you know, when you have your product and you haven't even thought about how you're going to get your product, just, just try and streamline, I guess, the process of what that looks like and focus on the step in front of you. So the last thing I want to touch on is this concept of failures, which you guys know I love talking about because I really don't think there's such thing. I think you either win or you learn. There's no such, I think you fail if you continuously do the same thing over and over with a negative result. You know what I mean? If you're not prepared to change anything or take a lesson from things, then that's when it could be a failure. But I think in business, you need to be very prepared for things, as I said, to turn sour, turn the other way to what you expected because you just don't know. So I guess what I want to end on and what a lot of you have requested as well is for us to share some of our quote failures and what we've learned from them. So I'm going to let Simone share the first one. Okay, this this causes us a lot of stress. Heaps. <laughs> a lot of phone calls, a lot of messages. Anyway, so... Pretty much what happened is we got our new weights, as some of you might have seen them if you're following us on Instagram, and we had this idea for packaging. And what it was, it was like it was this little bag and we were so happy and we ended up changing. First, when we first ordered that bag, we noticed that the fibers were actually getting stuck to the silicon of the weights. And then I, for some reason, I thought I was a genius and I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, you can get thicker mesh that it's it's definitely not going to you know stick stick to the weights and I was so sure mind you I've never seen these bags I just seen them on the internet (laughs) didn't test them out and I was so sure so we made our big order of all these bags sent them to our supplier to pack all the weights and only to get a message from my our supplier that all the fibers are actually being stuck to the weights so we just didn't know what to do. We made 
And mind you, we had yeah. a deadline with a wholesale supplier as well. So this wasn't like, oh, well, we'll just get them and we'll work it out. It was like, <laughs> no, we actually need to intervene and get a solution ASAP because we're about to stock in stores. Yeah. <laughs> and we were already a bit late because of shipping delays. Yeah. So then our supplier was like, look, um, we can just pack them in these cardboard boxes and then, you know, you can sort it out on your end in Australia. And I was like, oh, no, like those brown boxes are so ugly. I'm like, I said to Erica, we're not getting them. And then she was just like, okay, we can pack them in. Our supplier was like, she can pack them in these like really, yeah, yeah, these Ziploc bags. It was so ugly, like that no one was ever going to get these. (laughs) They were just terrible. Anyway, so that happened and we thought of some ideas and we thought of uh, almost like a beauty case that the the customer would receive with the weights. It's like a little beauty bag that has your weights in it. And it was so cute. We got the design. Um, We ended up making an order. I need to realize that it wasn't feasible for us. Cost-wise. Yeah, cost-wise. After we ordered, we realized it was too expensive. After we ordered. And (laughs) it was just, it would look so cute. But then, you know. We couldn't build it into the product cost. Yeah, we just couldn't build it into the product cost. So... They're still with the supplier at the moment. So we still have to find another solution um, after that. And mind you, our wholesaler was expecting this. I think this was on like a Thursday and the wholesaler was was expecting the weights the following week. After all of that, we come to, we came, we thought of more ideas of how we can fix this packaging and we came to the solution that we're going to use brown cardboard boxes, <laughs> which, which the supplier was going to give to us like as for free. For free. Anyway, we got they they arrived and our weights arrived, and we decided to get these brown cardboard boxes. Got all these quotes from Australia from um, people around like that local, lo- that like local that could do it quick, and it just it was just going to be so expensive. And these weights will like they're so cute. We just didn't we, know how to package them. Yeah, didn't know them. how to package them. Anyway, we ended up contacting our weight supplier, asking her for the brown for the brown cardboard boxes. She we had to pay for them at this point, so more money was being spent. Yeah. And then we ended up getting a like a to They're match called it. Belly bands. So we decided on the brown cardboard boxes because we thought of like a belly band that could go around, like yeah. a little like a recyclable cardboard. Um, it's a belly band yeah yeah, which basically covers most of the cardboard box so it looks like a really cute branded box yeah so then we came up with that anyway so the supply in all of this the supplier sending us the brown cardboard boxes and we've got the shipping company this um printing company sending us the belly belly bands and also we needed to get design for those belly bands anyway that's a story (laughs) a separate story so finally, I come over after work. Eric Everything's is at home. arrived. Everything's arrived. We're so excited. We're packing, packaging our first brown cardboard box, only to find that the belly band doesn't fit around the brown cardboard box. So we're back to square one. Mental <laughs> breakdown for me. Let me tell you that. Yeah. And then, yeah. then Mind you, we also ended up paying express for the weights <laughs> because everything else was going to arrive on time. It was just, honestly, this was like, this is what I mean. You weren't really It, was, it almost felt like a fail after fail after fail. But the whole time, Erica was stressing out and I was just laughing. I'm like, it's fine. We'll work it out. And yeah. Anyway, we ended up... <laughs> 
we kept the brown cardboard boxes and we ended up getting another shipment of our printing printed belly bands and adding that to the brown cardboard boxes. And so, the lesson was the lesson was that you need to work out your packaging before you order your products. That's definitely Thinking, one. Think about how you're going to present your products, especially because when we first started our business, we never had wholesale on Yeah, we did not think we'd be in store. We never thought we'd be in store, so we just thought about how we'd send it rather than present it in you know, in a yes. store. So that's definitely number one. And number two, another point of mine is you just, like, I think we've said this before. You just got to take what comes, like you just got to take everything as it comes. Like, yeah. You cannot yeah. prepare for any of this, even though we were sure we triple checked, we double, like we double checked, triple checked everything and we still got it wrong. And you just have to sometimes laugh in these situations because yeah. these things happen. Yeah. And it's and like, it's one of those things Like even if we did everything right, like other people also are prone to error where humans, things happen. Yeah. And so you need to be, again, that element of flexibility. But the other learning we've got from that is to not spend in a stressed or rushed state. Oh, Do yes, not spend because, money. yes, we did spend a lot of money. I forgot about those bags as well. Yeah. We did spend a lot of money on those little like cosmetic, not cosmetic, the little cases, cases. which we'll still bring out in yeah. a, another product. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was another big learning. Like, Do not spend. Take a minute, even if it's going to delay something for a few days, just think about it and consider all your options first because we very hastily made that call. <laughs> yeah. But like, look, in that whole experience, it wasn't a humongous order. The shipping company we worked with was amazing. They were so accommodating. Yes. We've now got extra labels for, yes. uh, the problem, for our next order. The actual issue was the supplier sent us the wrong size boxes. Yeah. To, so from what she originally sent us we ended up getting, with our samples, yeah. she sent us a different size box. So next time. But she blamed her supplier <laughs> from the box. Anyway. Anyway, it's totally irrelevant when you go down the food chain, but the point is like you learn these things. And so we now know to maybe hold off labels until we get our packaging or try and get packaging. Actually, one tip there is try and get packaging with your supplier that's already free with the product. Yes. Because they've got a lot of options most of the time. Yeah. And they usually can pack it and do all that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because now we have to manually. Oh, we have to. Box them all ourselves. Yeah, rather than our supplier doing it for us. That's our punishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants some weekend work, let me know. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a good um, experience we've had. So the probably quote failure that I would share, that's been a big learning curve for us. I think I want to talk about like our boot camp. So obviously that was the essence of our business when we started. Yeah, and we kept that going. For, the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. As long as we could. Um, but I like, especially in the first year, there were days where like one or two people would rock up and we would just yeah. look at each other and go, it's freezing. It's the middle of winter at 7am. Like, why are we doing this? It's Saturday morning. We're making okay. protein balls for everyone. Every single yeah. week you'd say 10 people would say they'd come and three would rock up. And so we kind of were looking at it going like, this is a failure. Like no one's coming. And for some reason we kept persevering. Do you remember how many times we said, okay, next week we'll stop. We'll just put yeah. up a post. And then we literally got like five to 10 new inquiries. It was just the most random thing. And then we were going to stop because of COVID. And then we got yes. all that online traction. So then as soon as restrictions reopened, we were so busy. Yeah. You know, like they were just... We gained all these new clients. Yeah. And, it was... And all their friends. Yeah. And it was just like every time we thought to ourselves, like, this is a failure, we need to stop. <laughs> we just kept going. Yeah. There was just something pulling us to continue going. Mm. And so I think if... I think my kind of learning from that, obviously, like 
there was amazing things that we tuned into. We listened to our audience. We listened to our community and, and things that were happening around us that said, keep doing these boot camps. You know, because if we didn't, we would never be doing the e-commerce business we have today. But I think like the lesson in all of that is if you have something that's like a fundamental part of whether it's who you are or a business that you're doing or a friendship you have, like try and keep an essence of that alive. So whilst that might change, so like, for example, now we're actually not doing the boot camps because we change them to a weeknight and because of daylight savings and winter and we can't get an indoor space at the moment. Um, it was just a little bit too difficult to organize, but we've now constantly putting up online workouts. We're also doing pop-ups, COVID permitting, where we can every so often and collaborating and doing like live workouts and stuff. And we've kept that element of our business alive, even though it's changed. So, you know, we could look at it and go, well, our boot camps have failed because we've stopped them, but they haven't. They've just changed and grown with the business. And I think it's important to keep like key aspects of your business alive especially if it's where you started and if it's what drew people to you in the first place because i think like we've tried a lot of different content on our platform we've tried some funny content we've tried trending content we've tried food we've tried tips people yeah. just love the workouts and i think it just goes to show like at, at its core that's that's what people were drawn to and are still drawn to hmm. So yeah, my tip is like, if, if I haven't articulated it properly, like remember, I guess, what people, just strip away everything, all the noise, all the colorful packaging, all your website worries, all of that. Just like, what are people there for? Because if at the end of the day, you can just keep delivering on that, everything else is a bonus. Yeah. And it's not a failure if that looks a little bit different as your business changes, as long as you kind of try and still tap into that. I just wanted to add on to Erica's point don't get hung up on what your expectations were. And like at that time, it might be a bit like crappy that, Dutting. yeah, like that things didn't work out. Like we were gutted when we could not continue our boot camps. But now when we look back at it, you know, we can still run pop up boot camps. We can still do lives on Instagram. There's so many other options of what we can do. And, it's just the way the business has gone. And I think there's a reason for everything as well. Yeah. And, and it's where you choose to focus your energy. If we're sitting going, oh, we can't run boot camps and we aren't able to do this. It's like, well, we've got so much more time to do so many other things now and, and impact so many more people rather than, yeah. you know, the, the handful that could make the sessions at the time. Plus that was our physical time. Like now we can use that in a different way. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think that's like majority of the the salsa of what people were asking. Um, yeah. Before I let you go, what's like a fun fact about you that most people wouldn't know? You didn't tell me you were going <laughs> to ask me this. Put on the spot. Um, I think, okay, I have a few weird facts yes, about me. Yes, for it. <laughs> but my first one is I have a very weird obsession with cookbooks. Yeah. <laughs> like I've even mentioned it at work a few times and – Especially like all the mums at work, they're just like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, I swear, everyone just like thinks I'm so weird, but. She gets every free Coles yeah, like, magazine. That's mandatory. Like, if my mum has not bought at home, I will literally go to Coles and go and make sure I, I, I've gotten it. <laughs> and I don't even shop at Woolworths, but I sometimes <laughs> detour on the way home just to get just the to get free the mag. magazine. And I'm currently in the process of going through all those magazines, pulling out what I like. And putting it into a folder. But I also have cookbooks that I've bought and received as well. And 
I don't know. It's just a very weird obsession that I have. I'm a bit like that too. I love a good cookbook. What's yeah. the second one? And my second one is my background. No oh. one will ever guess. Yeah. Ever. I know. It's always like the game when we go out. People always like this. Erica's always like, oh, guess, guess what Nasha she is. So yeah, I come from, my dad is Fiji Indian and my mum is Australian. And a lot of people, I think nowadays it's not as of a strange mix but you know people of our generation are like wow that's so interesting and yeah i think it's interesting because you look wog yeah it's a really cool i don't know it's it's cool to be different love that well thanks so much for getting on i know you weren't thrilled when i asked you yeah (laughs) no she was excited but i'm doing it for you oh yeah i know i I appreciate (laughs) it but like simone honestly like even just doing this business if anything even if we don't end up doing it in five years time like we've both grown so much personally and like if you had looked in a year's time and seen like all the amazing things you're doing now like just jumping on instagram jumping on a podcast like you would have been so amazing yourself so i'm very proud of you oh thank you (laughs) and i think to celebrate having simone on and you know obviously in light of us talking about our business i think we are going to offer something Special to all our listeners. Generally, you you might hear my ad sometimes and there's a little discount, but we're going to up that slightly for you guys today. Simone, what are we going to offer all listeners? So what we're offering is we're offering 20% off all of our listeners and the code is the balance theory. Yes. So that's live now and will be valid until... 27th of July, which is actually my birthday. Everyone put it in your calendar. (laughs) Big two six. Yeah. So 20% off all products store-wide. And get your hands on some hygienic full-size sweat towels or cute ankle weights and stay tuned because there'll be or booty bands yeah there'll be so much more coming out we're really excited we've got a lot happening behind the scenes and i hope you guys have enjoyed i guess a little bit of insight into our relationship our business relationship how we sort of do this on the side and just balance you know i think it's it's unrealistic to think that we're balanced because we have a lot on like it's honestly an ongoing struggle and we keep each other accountable all the time. So I'm glad we had this chat. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Thanks guys. And that's a wrap for this week. Balances. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today. As always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or an Apple podcast, you can leave a rating or review. If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop. So you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam. We promise. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, stay balanced. Stop, stop, stop.